This podcast is brought to you by Living Waters Church, Kyabram. You can visit us at www.lwkyabram.com. So it's called Hold On Tonight. So I hope you're holding on. You holding on? What are you holding on to? This is a big question. What are we holding on to? All right, so Philippians 3. Well, I used to call it Philippians. But Philippians 3, verses, verse 12. It's going to go to verse 12 to 14, but just verse 12 for a start. It says, Not that I have already attained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So before Paul even writes this, he talks about being humble because he says there, not he's already attained it. He hasn't, he's not saying that he knows everything. He's saying that uh, I'm not, that I haven't already attained it, but this is, I'm going to press on. I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm hanging on. I'm doing what I can do. And he talks about, so he talks about being humble before. Talk, he looks at, uh, looking at how people who, let me just start again. So before, so before Paul writes this, he talks about being humble, looking out for people who may try to water down our faith and to recognize the dangers of getting too cocky where we put ourselves in front of God. Very easy done. In fact, I had to be humbled back. I, make, I, rec, uh, I remember back a few years ago when I was um, a mentor at TC and there were some changes and I, I actually my role changed and uh, basically... I had, a, I had an issue because I was a mentor and I thought I was, I, was the, I was one of the mentors. I was pretty cool. You know, I was, I was the guy that helped the guides and I got them right, you know. But I got cocky. In fact, God had to humble me because I remember having my nameplate there on my, uh, on my desk and God said, you need to put that downwards. I'm like, Pardon? No, you need to put that nameplate downwards because basically he was saying, you need to be a humble boy. You need to be a humble boy. So my apologies to TC for my maybe a little bit naughty at times back then. But, you know, <laughs> I had to be humbled because I got to, my head got in the way. I was like, I'm a mentor. I know what I'm doing. But really, I, there was times I didn't have any idea what I was doing. <laughs> I was trying my best. I was doing what I could do. My heart was, you know what? These guys need to know Jesus, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell them about Jesus. That was my role to actually tell them about Jesus. But somehow in there, I got messed up, and God had to humble me. And so that nameplate, eventually, God said, you can put it back up again. And I was like, wow, what a journey I went through. But, but I was so glad that God took me through the humility you know, and we still got to always got to be, uh, we need to go through humility tests at times. We, God's always just checking that we're still right, that humility is right in the order. It's so important because we can get to the point where we end up a bit cocky and, and we have to be humbled. The verse 12 is a real, in this verse, it's a real power verse too. It's a real power verse. And who knows that we need some power verses in our life. We need verses where we go, wow. I need to remember that because that just, that just gets me in the right place. That just gets me to the place where I need to be and, and encourages me so that I, I can rise above whatever struggles I'm going through. You see, we need to, these power verses which help us rise above, which helps us to look beyond our situation 
I call them power verses. There are times where we need a power verse that gives us good, a good slap in the face even sometimes. To say, wake up, come on, and reminds us of what we're living for. There are so many causes we can live for. There's always, and there always will be, there always will be plenty of causes, plenty of things to, to hold to, plenty of things to, to do, and plenty of causes to, uh, to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to, yep, I'll, I'll line up with that. There are, so, there are so many causes we can live for, and there always will be, but there is one cause which is eternal. There is one cause that we need to keep making sure we keep our heads screwed on about because there's one cause, the kingdom cause, which will empower us and guide us and take us where we need to be and will actually get us to where God wants us to be. It's so important. Be where God wants you to be. Be where God wants you to be. It's so easy to get sidetracked. Very easy to get sidetracked. See, in verse 12, Paul recognizes that he is human, but he sees that Christ Jesus has a hold on his life. I love that. Christ Jesus has a hold on his life. You see, he has, let me just say that again, Christ Jesus has a hold on his life. He has a hold on his life. Paul recognizes that Christ Jesus has chosen him. See, it's actually also a verse which is discovering that God is saying, well, God has a hold on my life. He has chosen me for this time, for this purpose, for this hour. It says in, in verse I press on to take hold of what of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Took hold of me. Holding on is so important. See, if we're climbing a ladder, we don't climb on thin air to climb it, do we? No, we take hold. We take hold of that ladder and we climb up. As we take hold of the ladder, we can climb up. As we take hold of Christ, we can start to climb. We can start to walk this journey that God has for us. We can start to stay on the track that he's called us to be on. But we've got to hold on. So our life is always about holding on to something, isn't it? It's the way we get somewhere. In that last part of the scripture there, it says, Christ Jesus took hold of me. We so need to know that above all, Christ has chosen us. Above all, we need to know that Christ has chosen us. Church, you know, I was just saying to someone the other day, if, if we could all really understand that, if the whole world could understand that, well, we'd be in a different place. We'd be in a different world. It would be incredible. It would be amazing. And maybe I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming. But you know what? It's possible with more people come to know Christ, the more changes happen. Ephesians 1 it's Ephesians 1, verses 4 to 10. Ephesians 1, verses 4 to 10 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. Wow. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us, in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Oh, he lavished on us. Isn't that amazing? He lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the majesty, uh, the, sorry, the, the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be perfect to be to be put sorry into effect when the when 
the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. That's an incredible scripture. So look at the phrase, the phrasing used here. It says, he, for he chose us. He chose us. He predestined us. In him we have redemption. Wow. He made known to us the mystery of his will. I want us to understand that we don't have to stand here say, saying, pick me, pick me, because he has. He has. You see, I, I, I've even done it in my life where I'm like, pick me, pick me, pick me. I so want to be picked. I so want to be doing uh, just what your work is, God, and I just want to do it, and I just want to do it. And he's like, I already chose you. You're already doing it. Stop running around like a headless chook. Stop it. Just do what I've called you to do. Just do, do what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. But, but so many times, you know, we just, and it's good to want more of God, and it's good, and it's, but sometimes we're, <laughs> he's like, I've already, I've, I've already given you a word. I've already shown you something. Now, now just keep doing it. Just keep doing that. Until I say anything else, until I say something else, keep loving people. Keep being kind to people. Keep doing the will. Keep showing the love. Keep showing the mercy to people. That's that's God. That's God. You don't need a you don't need a, a nameplate with with uh, a position on it. You don't need that church. You know, there's times in your life where that may happen, and that is part of your, the the purpose that God has placed on you, which is cool and it's all good. But you don't have to have a nameplate. That Jesus wants us to do. What Jesus, but do, so what Jesus wants us to do is agree with his word. Ooh, agree. I think we hear a lot of stuff, but we don't allow it to get to our heart of hearts. This is what I'm just finding in my own life. There's so much information, so much stuff that I've heard, but has it really got to my heart of hearts? See, we don't take the time to, to, let, us, uh, to let his word sink in, and, and so we just keep on living, but we still can feel lost or devalued. Christ has made space for us. Christ does value us. Christ Jesus has a hold on your life. He has, has, a, hold, he has a hold on your life. See John 15 verse, verse 16. It's John 15 verse 16. And this is probably one of, the, one of my favorites at times really. But and I know God showed me this back years ago. And uh, it was incredible. In that, he showed me a map of Rushworth too, and uh, he showed me that saved like a non-negotiable check. And check, you go, what's a check these days? I haven't ever seen one. But, you know, a check, you know, you have a, you used to put these non-negotiable lines across it. And, uh, and I saw this map with that on it in, a, in the red writing, and it just, God's like, oh, it's non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. I've set my heart for this place. He set, he set his heart for here. He set his heart for, for Rushworth and, and Kyabram. He set his heart on it. But I remember him showing me this map and with this, with this scripture said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Nice Ferrari. No, um, <laughs> just ruined the moment, didn't I? I just meant it down here. <laughs> But this verse is amazing, isn't it? You did not choose me, but I chose you. But God didn't stop at just choosing us. Oh, he didn't stop at just choosing us, church. He could have just stopped that. Yep, I chose you. Yep, cool. 
But no, he didn't just choose us. He also chose us and has appointed us to bear fruit. Oh, but not just bear fruit. Not just fruit or any fruit. He said, fruit that will last. Here we go. This is it. He, he wants us to bear fruit that will last. And that's his promise. That's his purpose in our life, that we would bear fruit that would last. And he has chosen us before we could even say yes or no. Isn't it incredible? Here's the best thing. God is, pre- is prepared to take us through the seasons so that we do get to the point of bearing good fruit. Because sometimes it takes a long time. <laughs> See, Paul said, not that I've attained it. He was still on the journey too. He was still trying to do what he could do. Not that I already attained it, but I know where I'm going. I know where I'm heading. I'm going to put my best foot forward. Jesus Christ's hold on us is to produce good fruit. Christ's hold on Paul was to produce good fruit. See, our, say to your neighbor, you were designed to produce, produce good fruit. I want you to say it a bit more, a bit more vocal, a bit more grunt. Say it again, a bit more grunt. I'm like, oh, I'm serious. Declare it to yourself. Declare it to your neighbor. That's it. There. See, that? that's the way. All right, that's good. That's good. That's good. See, our confidence needs to be in, in Christ Jesus because then we will grow and rise above all the other stuff that tries to pull us down. Our confidence needs to be in Christ. And, and I've found as I've been walking the journey with God that, that my confidence in Christ, when it's in Christ, I can do anything. It's like, wow, I can just build anything. I can do anything, almost. <laughs> but, you know, we can, we can have this confidence. And, and I can say that even with, with, when I, with my, my own business I run, that I'm running on the confidence of God. I'm running on the confidence of God because I know he's set it up. I know he's set up more business in the future. And I'm just confident that, you know, I'm walking in his confidence that he's going to provide. He's going to continue to do what he's doing. He's going to continue to, to raise things up because I know his promises are yes and amen, church. See, I know his promises are yes and amen. I know they are. But sometimes we do get the little doubt comes in and it's like, oh, really? Is it? That's really right. So then you're going to say, shut up. No. Um, <laughs> You've got, to, you've got to say to those thoughts, that, hold on a minute, that's lining you up with God. And if it doesn't line up with God, well, then kick it out. Kick it out of here. Say, no, I'm not having it. Our confidence needs to be in Christ. See, to go forward, we need to know what matters most. We need to know what matters most. Paul could see beyond his situation because of what he was holding to. His confidence was in Jesus. What's our confidence in See, we can even put the confidence in our bank account. We can see the bank account, and, and when the bank account's good, we go, oh, everything's good. We can say, oh, everything's good, and rely on just the bank account being good for us to be good. But God says, I want you to live beyond that. Not, I, and I'm not saying to be living beyond your means. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is that don't see your situation and gauge everything by your situation. Look at the promises of God and let that be the thing that makes you happy. It's so easy to, to see the bank account, and if it's looking good, it's happy, you're happy. I know I'm happier when the bank account's better than, than other times. <laughs> but admittedly, I think um, everything's good. But we need to go beyond the, what we can see of our own eye and the physical and, and the natural because, man, that stuff just goes. 
It's gone. The moths eat it. It's just, you know, stuff happens to it. It's metal. It rusts. Whatever it is. But if you look at God, he doesn't rust. He doesn't get squeaky and have to oil it up. He doesn't get any of that sort of stuff. You don't have to do any of that sort of stuff. You just got to continue to say, God, here I am. That's what you have to do. Just say, here I am, God, and agree with his word and continue to agree with his word and agree with his word. And agree- Did I say agree with his word? Agree with his word. Yeah, you still got to agree with his word continually to be able to continue to say, yep, I'm going to go forward. So agreeing with the word is, is the higher ground. We may not physically be on higher ground, but the word of Jesus can bring our heart and mind into a place where we can find the traction to move on. It's good when you've got traction. not good when you're in a four-wheel drive and you're going uphill when you start sliding. You need some traction. God wants to give us some traction. His word gives us the traction to keep going. His word gives us the traction to have our eyes forward. His word gives us the traction to go, you know what, I'm going up. I'm not going backwards, I'm going up. I'm going forwards. Paul is talking about putting out his focus on what really matters. What really matters. See, the Ferrari doesn't really matter. I don't need a Ferrari, to be honest. <laughs> I'd love to have one. Then we'll, Maybe you get one and we'll go for a drive, Nick. That sounds good, eh? All right, you, you do that. Awesome. In five years' time? Cool. Um, <laughs> be funny in five years' time, I say, and the Ferrari's out the front, isn't it? But anyway, who knows? So I prophesy it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But, you know, what really matters, we need to understand that, oh, man, as, as I, with my own business and tools, I love to buy tools. Love tools. And, ah, oh, they're so nice to have tools, isn't it? It's like good tools and you're like, oh, I've got my nail gun, yeah. Boom, boom. Nail that together. No time. I love it. I have got some stuff, but there's times where I'm like, you know what, stop, pull up. I can't buy anything more. I have to just use what i got. Because what I got is pretty good at the moment anyway, so I don't really, I've, I've actually got stuff that I, I've got what I need really. I don't need to do anything else or get anything else for now. Focus on what really matters. We focus on, see, what we focus on makes a path we travel on. Whatever we focus on is going to form a path that we start walking in. You know, if I start looking at um, YouTube and RC cars, remote control cars, oh, that's terrible. Because then my head wants to go and buy a new RC car. So I've got to stop watching some RC videos for a while. Otherwise, it's tempting to go down to the or order online and just buy a new car, which I don't need really. I've got three of them already, so I don't really need another one. I'd like to, one that goes faster, but anyway. You know, we've just got to look at what do we really need, what really matters. Put the focus right. So often we look at even our ability and compare ourselves to other people, which makes us think that we aren't good enough. Here's the thing, though. Everybody has to start somewhere. Everybody has to start somewhere. When we start having a go, we get better. You know, every person that we've compared ourselves to started somewhere, and they probably weren't that good either at the start. But they had a go, and they got better. They continued to have their eyes forward. They had a goal. They're like, well, this is where I need to be. This is where I'm going. And they got to the point where they are today. See, we need to grow into things. And this is what I was saying before. God gives us this opportunity and time to grow into things. He's like, you know, you're not going to get attain everything straight away, but I'm going to go on the journey with you. I'm going to take you on this journey because I've got hold of you. Remember, I've got hold of you. I've got your life. I want to take it forward. I've got plans and purposes, but you need to just stay on the course. Stay on the course. 
stay on the course. See, we don't start life by wearing adult clothes. No, my kids try to. They put, the, they put my boots on and trailer walks, flops around with a big, she almost falls over, but she loves it. She's got dad's shoes on. You know, sometimes we do, we try to put the other stuff on which doesn't fit. You know, it reminds me of, of King David and he had the armor and uh, Saul goes, put this armor on, it'll help you. And David's like, it don't fit, it's too big, it won't work, I can't work in this. How am I meant to move? My arms are not that big, Saul. I'm like, can hardly move. How am I meant to take the giant out if I can't move? I've got to use my arms. I've got to get, got to get the mobility so I can get that little slingshot and take him out. You see, it's no good trying to wear someone else's stuff. Wear your stuff. Wear what God's chosen you to wear. Let God, look at what God has for you and press on towards the goal. Press on to what God has set on your, on your journey, set on your path, set on your heart. Don't get caught up on someone else's heart, someone else's stuff, because it's not going to work. God has already has a hold on your life for, your, for you to do that wherever it is. Yes, give God some praise. Give God a shout. Yes, thank you, Lord Jesus. We just want to thank you, Lord God. You are good. So Paul's having his struggles, but he is staying. He's saying, I'm not going to let my struggles stop me from pursuing God's plan for my life. So we can learn from the struggles, but let's not get so fixated on them to the point we get bogged down. Don't get bogged down in the what you can't do. Don't get bogged down in what you haven't got. What you have got is something pretty amazing. You've got something pretty amazing. See that. Learn to focus on what you can do. Focus on what you can do. See, focus is so important. When we focus, uh, when the focus is right, we can find a way forward. We can get the right focus by stepping back. Sometimes stepping back is needed to happen. So we can actually get a proper view and a proper focus on, okay, so what is, why is this happening? Ah, we step back. Ah, because there's this coming in from the side here or whatever. You know, there's different things going on that we don't see unless we step back. We can get the focus right by looking to Jesus. And that's an obvious one, isn't it? Look to Jesus. Continue to look to Jesus. Don't get caught up on all the other stuff. We can get the right focus by letting go of things that don't matter. Oh, now that's a big one. Let go of the things that don't matter. Because sometimes we've let the focus be on the things that don't matter and then we're wondering why we're like headless chooks. <laughs> or we're doing circle work around this roundabout. You know, I remember one day I was just like, you know how you miss the turn sometimes in a roundabout? So you just go around again. I've done that. <laughs> but I remember God showing me, he's like, one day he said, you know, you're going around the roundabout. Would you just stop? Would you just come off the roundabout? Stop going on the roundabout again. Stop. I'm trying to teach you something. And, you know, sometimes we, we, and when we don't know what to do, we tend to do that. We tend to go around and around in circles. If we get lost, we end up going around in circles. Set your compass to Jesus. Set your life compass to Jesus. This is where we need to set the life compass to Jesus so we can not get scrambled, so we can be like, all right, I'm holding on to what God's already set before me. I'm holding on to his vision. I'm holding on to his plan. I'm holding on to his purpose. I'm not letting my path, my stuff get in the way. We can get the right focus by writing down our wants and then write down our needs. Ooh, it's a little exercise perhaps to do. See, life is always going to have its tensions, so we need to learn how to manage 
all that. There's always tensions in life, especially with being human. <laughs> There's going to be tensions. But God has given us the power to overcome those things, by the way. He's given us the things, he's, he's given us the power to overcome that. And it's because when we focus on him, then we can overcome. See, Philip, let's, let's go through this whole verse. Philippians 3, 12 to 14 says, Not that I have already attained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. See, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And before that, it says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. There's a picture. He's standing there. He's looking what's ahead. That's what we've got to do. Let the past be in the past. Let the past be in the past, church. We need to learn from the past, but look forward. Our past has no future. It's done. It's behind us. It cannot, it should not really get us anymore. I understand sometimes there's echoes of the past, but it's time to say those echoes no more. No more echoing. No more echoing. You're not having me again. You're not having me again. I'm holding on to the word of God. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm going to stand on this word. I'm going to let that be the thing that I'm going to let that control me. I'll let the word of God and what he, who he is dictate terms. I'm going to decide to let Jesus be king. You know what? That's what it's all about in the day. Let Jesus be king. Wow, that wasn't in here, but that's a bonus. End of the day. Let Jesus be king, church. If we can let Jesus be king, whoa, man. The world, the world can't get in the way. If we let Jesus be king of kings in our heart of hearts, we can deal with the stuff that we need to deal with. So let's be a people that choose to look forward. A future is something that hasn't happened yet. So let's be a people that are willing to discover. Ooh, let's discover. Let's discover our futures rather than looking back. Let's choose to look heavenward. Let's choose to look heavenward. Awesome. Awesome. That last song, what was that song, that last one we did? Can we have you up again and we'll um, get you up? I like that, that bridge. I see the TC boys were joining each other up going, come on, come on, come on. I love it. You know, it's, it's got to be, there's times where we've got to jig each other up and say, hey, come on, come on. We're going to let God take hold of us. We're going to let God do what he wants to do. We're going to let God be king. We're going to let God be king. Let's choose to be looking heavenward, church. Let's be a people that say, no more is the path going to take me out. No more am I going to fall down and get tripped up by the stuff. And I get it. Sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes we will fall over. But I tell you what, when you get up, God's with you. He's even there before, but he wants, whereas you get up, he's, he's actually lifting, he's put his hand out, and he's saying, get up. Because I've got a plan. You're not done yet. Come on, church. I'm pumped. I'm excited because I feel like God wants to break through. I feel like God wants to kick some stuff out of the way. I feel, oh, come on. Get a little bit brutal in it. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to let God, you've got to just say, I'm oh, having it all, God. 
I want it all. It's all or nothing. Are we all, all, we all or nothing? What are we? Are we all? We're going to be all? We're going to be all. Let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you that you're a good God and you've got plans and purposes and you know what you're doing. You, you do know what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing. We sometimes, we sometimes, sometimes are just like, I don't know what you're doing, God. And that's okay. But God, we can put our confidence because in you because you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. And your plans are yes and amen. Your plans are there. And maybe you're here tonight and you're not sure. Maybe you're here tonight and you're not sure what is that plan that God has. Well, it's to love you first. Can I just tell you, it's to love you first. He loves you. His plan is to, he loves you. His plan is to connect with you. His plan is that you would walk with him. His plan is that you would discover this awesome journey that he wants to put you on and he has already started. (laughs) So tonight, I just want to, if anyone wants to respond, whatever it may be, just come forward and let's pray and let's believe the breakthrough tonight. Thank you for listening to today's podcast from Living Waters Church, Kyabram. Don't forget, you can find us at www.lwkyabram.com.